I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Uh, And oppression put a strain on the people I speak what I know Words are reserved for the truth Not perfect But aware of the example I set for the youth And I sing cause I care And wouldn't want none of these sons and daughters To go astray When I could have paved the way Of all these expenses Borne by the people Relegated to zinc fences Keeping the resources out of their reach Breeding frustration in the values You teach in the media every day Then deny them a way to attain it But force them to work and maintain it And not take their share Then police force the fear Into the brains of the people I know from experience The system is flawed and unfair so I live outside it as much as I possibly dare And I sing for justice in a time when the people may be too distracted to even care My voice will still be
The audible version of tissues forming organisms Like particles splitting, I'm volatile, be wary of me The spawn of the sun and the earth be born on hollow ground Messed around and open up a goddamn yeah, portal spitting They call me VC cause I'm greasing rappers on they turf And plot revolts, they'll quote me later, Sega hardly spoke Cause I'm a quiet assassin with passion for fire Blaze the trails and leave the victims catching breath inside the smoke This the revival left at five, a rap, Harlem City Epitome of street survival rap, hard and gritty A law's math with a swag you can't master Cast from the plaster of the Elohim, God is with me I spark fear in their hearts with 50,000 watts of light beams From out the deepest chasms of the darkness He's first, I leave my mark and they say they can't market it But these is gemstones, bezel cut, lane and gold copper Language so proper, I enunciate the doctrine Taking converts, you wonder why my name is so popular I came from a jungle made of concrete and conflict Ligers and them tigers and them bears held us hostage Where I learned the difference between authentic and imposters Where I turned my sentences to loaded guns and cocked them There I stayed alone, beware of sinisters and monsters Now I'm plaguing fingers in the center of a mosh pit I'm the center of your conscience The black dot, honey skin, the pinnacle of progress The future of music look brighter than the solar flare I'm blacker than Garvey, you whiter than the polar bear Hold it there, you don't want a saucer with the holy veil Box the crowd and leave my mic like artifacts, holy grail Matter of fact, you can call me the prophet I'm probably Jew Ali incarnate, so stop it This is a letter to them veterans and brolic ninjas Who fought blood wars, shots leading bodies crippled I'm trying to catch them for they end up as a homie victim Guess you call me past the saving cats with the phonic system They gonna block me Cause I'm not like these regular broads Speak revelations off the top like I'm channeling God And my my sisters keep a bell hooks And Audrey Lord ask by me I protect the goddess with katana swords I'm type L like I'm typhoid, no vaccine You a hypochondriac, I live rap, you practicing I break rules like white boys in courtrooms Where that cracker George at the bounty Stop now make moves I'm sort of the rapper, the half the game been waiting on The other half is waiting to see who next they hating on But it don't matter cause I'm bread tough and Carbon form, give you plus lessons, then you see how knowledge born. Ha, ha.
Joyous, joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Woman Wednesday. I'm your host, Mariama Tanay. Blessings, greetings, and love to all within the listening ear. Tonight's theme is the law of rhythm. The law of rhythm. And as there is nothing new under the sun that the Most High has not already revealed, we're going to start off in the praise up. Mark 6, 7 to 8. And he called unto him the twelve and began to send them forth two by two and gave them power over unclean spirits. And he commanded them that they should take nothing for their journey, save a staff only, no script, no bread, no money in their purse. Mark 12, 7 to 29. And one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked them, Which is the first commandment of all? And Yeshua answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. 1 Corinthians 14.15 What is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Galatians 5.16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Joshua 1.9 Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Ecclesiastes 3.1 To everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. Psalm 19.7 The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. 
and Amos 3.3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Can two walk together, establish a rhythm? The rhythm of life. Everything vibrates and moves to certain rhythms. These rhythms establish seasons, cycles, stages of development, and patterns. Each cycle reflects the regularity of the Most High's universe. We're going to take a music moment and come back with tonight's theme, the law of rhythm, blessings and grace. Yeah. 
on the run Searching for a place called home Everything she left was so broke Roaming the world she was all alone On the run Trying to find a fragment of peace A place where she could be
blessings and grace. And I'm back with tonight's theme, the law of rhythm. The law of rhythm states that the energy in the universe is like a pendulum. Whenever something swings to the right, it must then swing to the left. Everything in existence is involved in a dance, swaying, flowing, swinging back and forth. Everything is either growing or dying. In the Kabbalion, it states, everything flows out and in. Everything has its tides. All things rise and fall. The pendulum swing manifests in everything. The measure of the swing to the right is the measure of the swing to the left. Rhythm compensates. It compensates. This law can even be seen in the cycles of economies. There is a high period, then a low period. Our seasons, you can see that the seasons are in a continuous flow of summer to winter. Everything goes through cycles, yet everything has a rhythm or pattern. What seems to be random is actually very orderly. The law of rhythm also governs our economy, health, relationships, and spirituality. Let's say that you're at peak potential with your health and fitness. If you realize you're at the peak, then you can foresee your health and fitness dropping some. However, instead of viewing this drop in health as something being wrong with you, you can now view it as a sign to rest your body. Then by law, you have to grow to be better and a higher state of potential. Masters know how to rise above negative parts of a cycle by never getting too excited or allowing negative things to penetrate their consciousness. The key to success in mastering this law is in balance. Never allow your emotions to swing too far left or too far right. This principle can be seen in the swaying of your thoughts from being positive to negative and in your personal successes and failures. In accordance with this law, when anything reaches a point of culmination, then the backward swing begins almost unnoticeably until such a time that any forward movement has been totally reversed. Then the forward movement begins again and the process is repeated. To transcend the swing of the pendulum, you must become aware of the subtle start of the backward movement in any of your endeavors, whether it be to improve your health, your finances, your relationships, or any goal you may set in motion. When you feel the law start to draw you back, do not become fearful or discouraged. Instead, knowing that you are one, with the Most High, for which nothing is impossible, keep your thoughts focused on your outcome and fight to remain positive no matter how far back this transitory law pulls you. Even if your efforts meet with failure, find comfort that by virtue of this very same law, the upward motion must start again. In time, your perseverance will be rewarded as the backward movements become less negative relative to your previous backward swings and you'll raise yourself 
higher. Rhythm is the measured motion that occurs between the two poles established by the law of polarity. The universe and everything in it is rhythmic. Life itself is a rhythmic process full of repetition and reoccurrent cycles. Rhythm is organized vibration. Rhythm is to melody what vibration is to musical notes. As the atoms and the molecules within our cells vibrate in harmony with the larger rhythms of the body, so too the rhythms of the body harmonically mirror the cycles of the cosmos and the celestial spheres. All too often, our natural rhythms are disturbed by the unnatural effects of technology or lifestyle. Electromagnetic fields disturb normal body rhythms. An infinite combination of natural rhythms and cosmic timing frequencies influence life on Earth. Day, night, lunar phases, planetary movements, the seasons of our solar year, the seasons of the great year are represented by the 26,000-year cycle known as the, the procession of the equinoxes. The oneness of creation and its continual expansion is always manifesting perfectly in divisions of itself, and this creates two basic forces, expansion and contraction. This echoes again the law of polarity, yin and yang, which describe the shifting forces that complement yet repel each other, that merge and transmute in continual spirals of power and inertia. Likewise, on, off, in, out, hot, cold. Understanding the law of rhythm helps one hear the base rhythm of harmony amidst the increasing dissonance. It lets you know when a chord change is coming up or when the big picture is about to be radically transformed. The one that realizes this principle and finds its universal application and discover the means to overcome its effect upon themselves, they apply the mental law of neutralization. They cannot annul the principle of rhythm or cause it to cease its operation nor do they escape the effect of the principle. But they have learned how to escape its effects upon themselves to a certain degree. They have learned how to use it instead of being used by it. Most ones with mastery immerse themselves at the point in which they desire to rest and then neutralize the rhythmic swing of the pendulum which wants to carry them to the opposite point. All individuals who have attained any degree of self-mastery do this naturally, more or less unconsciously. But the masters do this consciously by the use of their will. They attain a degree of poise and mental firmness beyond belief of the masses who are swung backward and forward on the pendulum of, of, of opposition. This principle and that of opposition have been closely studied and the method of counteracting, neutralizing, and using them. And according to the secret doctrine of the Rosicrucians, written in 1918, rhythm means regularly reoccurring motion, change or impulse proceeding in time-measured alternate sequence. 
The term alternating means succeeding, acting, or happening in turn. The term reoccurring means returning repeatedly, occurring at stated intervals, or according to some regular rule. Rhythm manifests in regular reoccurrence, succession in turn, repeated occurrence at stated intervals. The simplest and most typical example or illustration of rhythm is found in the revolution of earth on its axis. Rhythm means beating time in regular motion. In all rhythm, there is reoccurring motion, change in activity, action or motion in opposite directions, alternations between the opposite poles of action or motion, and a regular interval of time between the alternating actions or motions. In all phenomenal change or motion, there is to be always found the existence of two opposite extremes between which the rhythmic change or motion is manifested. Rhythmic change and motion proceed by alternating swings between these two extremes with a regular period of time elapsing between each beat, swing, or impulse in either direction. The period of time between the two alternating impulses constitute the rhythmic rate, degree, or beat, its rhythmic measure of periodicity. The term periodicity is so often employed in connection with the subject of rhythm. It means the state of occurring or reoccurring at fixed intervals of time. Every phenomenal thing manifests periodicity by reason of the presence and activity of the principle of rhythm. Every phenomenal thing has its own rhythmic beat or measure of periodicity. All scientific investigation tends to corroborate the ancient axiom, everything beats time. A leading scientist has said, rhythm is a necessary characteristic of all motion, given the coexistence everywhere of antagonistic forces, a postulate which is necessitated by experience and rhythm is a necessary corollary. All motion alternates, be it the motion of planets in their orbits, be it the cadence of speech or the rise and fall of prices, it became manifest that this perpetual reversal of motion between limits is inevitable. The atoms and their vibrations manifest rhythm. The rise and the fall of tides manifest rhythm. The swing of the pendulum is interrupted rhythm. Completed rhythm is represented only by completed revolution, a circular movement. Uninterrupted rhythm always manifests as a complete movement in an orbit. But inasmuch as the center between two extremes is itself Moving in response to a higher order of rhythm, we see at last that all completed rhythm manifests as a spiral, a circular movement which at the same time is moving forward. By the principle of rhythm, day is followed by night and night by day. Summer and winter alternate in their appearance. Sleeping and waking alternate. Work and rest exchange places. Involution is followed by evolution, and evolution by involution.
all changes proceed according to rhythmic order and sequence. The conduct of mankind is regulated by rhythm. Fashions and dress and taste and in feeling all come and go and come again. Everything comes back in time. Races rise and fall and then rise again, again to fall. The course of empire wins its way in cyclic procession around the earth. History repeats itself. Even our emotions have their tidal movements. A writer has said of an important fact concerning rhythm in our emotional states, nothing swings beyond the limit of its extremes. Nothing can pass beyond its rhythmic limits. Consequently, if a thing swings far in one direction, it swings back equally far in the other. Its reaction is in the nature of its action, though in an opposite direction. If its swing is great, its extremes are widely apart. If the swing is small, then the extremes are close together. The pendulum illustration can be applied to all phenomena on all planes. A short beat of the metronome allows the ride to move only a short distance in each way. The long beat admits a wide swing. And in the same way, those who suffer greatly also enjoy greatly. And those whose natures admit of but little suffering are also incapable of more than a limited capacity for enjoyment. A pig suffers little and enjoys but little, while a highly organized, sensitive individual suffers the torments of emotional and mental hell at times, while at others he mounts to the heavenly emotional and mental realms. The pendulum swings as far in one direction as in the other. In some of the higher teachings of the Rosicrucian, the student is instructed in the application of the principle of rhythm to the mastery of his emotional states and feelings. The essence of this secret teaching is that the wise, perceiving the inevitable reaction, following action, the ebb tide following the high tide, manage to escape the consequences of the reaction by rising to their higher realms or planes of consciousness just before the time of the backward swing of the emotional pendulum, thus allowing the reactionary movement to be manifested only on their lower planes of consciousness while the ego dwells serenely in the upper plane. A writer speaking along those lines has said, the master taught that by an understanding of the principle of rhythm, man could escape many bewildering and perplexing changes in his emotional states and feelings. They called this process of neutralization, the operation of which consisted of raising the ego above the vibrations of the ordinary conscious plane and onto the higher. This was akin to rising above a thing and allowing the thing to pass beneath one. The occult masters and their advanced students polarized themselves at the positive pole of a particular emotional state, and by a process of refusing or denial, they managed to escape the effects of the swing of the emotional pendulum to the negative pole of that emotion.
all individuals who have attained a degree of self-mastery really proceed in the same manner by refusing to allow their negative mental and emotional states to manifest in them. Refusing to allow the negative mental and emotional states to manifest in them, they really neutralize them and cause them to pass under them, proceeding consciously and deliberately to this end, acquires a degree of balance, poise, and power. We tend not to think much about the rhythms in our life. We simply float along with them, move with them, until we find we have lost the beat. Sometimes due to illness or some shock or trauma, perhaps just because it was time to change our tunes, then we can be taken aback Increasing anxiety levels in us, making us prone to illness and breakdowns in relationships. We have to attune ourselves to the rhythms of the earth and the cycles of life in order to be able to read clearly. The moon and the stars influence our ability to make change in our lives, so it's essential to have a basic understanding of where they are at at any given time in order to predict accurately what the probable outcomes will be. There is indeed a season for everything. It is essential that we are able to see the flow, catch the rhythm through an understanding of the law of rhythm. We can determine whether we're on an upbeat or a downbeat, whether the cycle is about expansion or contraction, whether we're at the beginning, the middle, or the end of a cycle. And with that information, we can decide on the best course of action for ourselves. We're in the midst of a grand change of cycle at this point in our history. A shift in the rhythms of life that may not be seen obvious in the present, but will prove to be a game changer in the end. Psychics and mystics and spiritual ones and knowers around the world are feeling it. It is manifesting in our environment, the changes in weather patterns, and increasing volcanic activity. It is manifesting in our political and economic systems as we demand greater integrity and even a more loving approach to governing ourselves, but it's also manifesting in our lives. And many of us are being pushed to our limits at this time, pushed to let go of our past and our old pains. We are being pushed to reassess our attitudes and beliefs, to become more accepting of others, to be more loving as never before in our history. And the earth herself is responding to the shift in rhythm, shifting her weight in response to the shifting energies. And all who are a part of it are feeling disturbed, confused, and sometimes chaotic. The beat is changing. We are at the beginning again. And it's natural for us to be a little intense <laughs> about the change. Some are even confused. Until we can find the rhythm of now and the rhythm of you. Rise above 
and meet yourself. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis, blessings and grace. Destinations of delight 
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with the go and gnosis, your news infused with consciousness, starting off at sfcurb.com, an update on the California state wildfire. The campfire in Butte County has already destroyed thousands of homes and tens of thousands of acres of land, eradicating towns of Paradise 
and Polga and now threatening the much larger community of Chico. The fatal blaze has also dispersed naive hopes that the worst of California's 2018 fires may be behind us after a relatively quiet September and October. So right now, the Woosley Fire torches 91,572 acres and destroys 370 homes from the coast. The Butte County Fire is growing, and the statistics are showing that between January of 2018 and November of 2018, 7,421 fires have erupted in California, and over 1.6 million acres of land has been burned. Blessings and grace to all of those that are facing the flames. Blessings and strength to their families, and that they take care of what's important, and that's their safety. and not the properties themselves. Moving forward on Reuters.com, Israel to turn to U.S. government over Airbnb removal of settlement listings. Israel plans to consult with the U.S. government over a decision by home renting company Airbnb to remove listings in Jewish settlements in the Israeli-occupied West Bank. A cabinet minister said on Tuesday, Palestinians who want to establish an independent state and territory, including the West Bank that Israel captured in 1967 war, welcome the San Francisco-based firm's move, announced on Monday, and taking effect on the coming days. Israel called it a wretched capitulation to boycotters. We will approach the U.S. government because 25 United States have sanctions against American companies that boycott Israel. 25 United States, U.S. states have sanctions against American companies that boycott Israel. Strategic Affairs Minister Galad Erdin said to, on Israeli Army Radio, in this respect, there is no distinction between this part of that part of the state of Israel, he said, asserting that the West Bank, which Israel has never annexed, should also fall under the anti-boycott protection. Palestinian Legal, a Palestinian rights group that monitors U.S. anti-boycott legislation, said on its website that some of the laws enacted at the United States state level apply both to Israel and territories controlled by Israel, an allusion to areas such as the West Bank. Chief Palestinian negotiator Saeb Arakat called Airbnb's decision an initial positive step. Israeli settlements in occupied territory are considered illegal by most world powers. Palestinians deem the settlements to be obstacles to their goal of establishing an independent state. Israel disputes this. On its own website, Airbnb said many in the global community have stated that companies should not be doing business here in the occupied territories because they believe companies should not profit on lands where people have been displaced. Subsequently, it concluded it should remove the approximately 200 listings in Israeli settlements in the occupied West Bank that are at the core of the dispute between Israeli and Palestinians. 
Those listings would not include settlements in East Jerusalem territory, Israel annexed in a move not recognized abroad, and which Palestinians want for future capital, or the Golan Heights, which Israel captured from Syria in 1967 Middle East War. Airbnb said it has developed a framework for evaluating how it should treat listings in occupied territories around the world. Israel is a special place, and our over 22,000 hosts are special people who have welcomed hundreds of thousands of guests to Israel. We understand that this is a hard and complicated issue, and we appreciate everyone's perspective. Airbnb's global head of policy and communications, Chris Lahane, said in an emailed statement, Aridan said Airbnb will have to explain why it's taking this discriminatory and racist line here in particular and not in other conflict zones in the world. Aridan point, points man in Israel's campaign against the international boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement that wants to isolate it over the occupation of land Palestinians seek for a state offered government legal advice to any hosts who want to sue Airbnb. Erekat, the chief Palestinian negotiator, urged the UN Human Rights Council to release a database of companies profiting from the Israeli colonial occupation. Ardit Ravivi, mayor of the West Bank settlement of Arafat, said Airbnb had violated its own mission statement to bring people together in as many places and as possible around the world. Israeli's tourism ministry said it's looking at options, including new taxation, for restricting Airbnb activities throughout Israel. Airbnb's move came on the eve of the publication of a report by Human Rights Watch on tourist rental listings in Israeli settlements. The New York-based group hailed Airbnb's important recognition that such listings can't square with its human rights responsibilities. Airbnb is considering an IPO next year after announcing in February that it would not make a public debut this year. And moving forward on astronomy.com, astronomers find a solar twin, a star that looks almost exactly like our sun. Astronomers have found a star that was likely born in the same stellar nursery as our sun. The newfound sibling is the only second ever to be identified. So, after combing through celestial records, the team found a star that has an uncanny resemblance to the sun. HD 186302 is a main sequence star, and it sits about 184 light years from Earth. The star has roughly the same age, metallicity, chemical abundances, and even ratios of carbon isotopes as the sun. In other words, it's just about as sun-like as you can get. These undeniable commonalities make it just one of two stellar siblings ever identified. Astronomers could use these similarities to determine the type of environment that the siblings formed in, helping to paint a picture of their now defunct stellar nursery and the other family members that were born with it. The discovery also leads researchers to wonder if, like the sun, HD 186302 could house life and habitable planets. Some theoretical calculations show that there is a non-negotiable probability that life spread from Earth to other planets or exoplanetary systems during the period of the late heavy bombardment. If we are lucky and our sibling candidate has a planet and the planet is a rocky type in the, habit in the habitable zone 
And finally, if this planet was contaminated by the life seeds from Earth, then we have what we could one dream of, an Earth 2.0 orbiting a Sun 2.0. Said lead researcher Varden Abdukhanan, whose discovery of HD 186302 was published in the Journal of Astronomy and Astrophysics in its news release. In a follow-up campaign, the team plans to use ESO's Expresso and HARP's spectrographs to scan the star for orbiting planets. If found, astronomers could compare the planets that formed around our sun to those that formed around one of its siblings, revealing the types of planets that our ancient star cluster might have left behind. And moving forward on allthatsinteresting.com, newly uncovered data from a dead satellite reveals a lost Antarctic continent. A lost Antarctic continent. Scientists have just discovered the remnants of an ancient continent deep beneath the surface of Antarctica. The geological and geographical history of Antarctica has remained a mystery for researchers for decades, but this latest satellite data is changing that. The ancient continent was discovered via a gravity mapping satellite. What's even more remarkable about this discovery is that the satellite from which the researchers retrieved their information has been out of business for five years. The information came from the gravity field and the Ocean Circulation Explorer, a satellite that belongs to the European Space Agency. This particular satellite, however, has been out of orbit since 2013. Begun in 2009, it mapped out Earth's gravity field with expert precision for four years, but was then destroyed by the Space Research Organization. Even though the satellite no longer exists, there is still data being collected from it, and it's proven to be of great value to researchers. They've been able to use its gravity measurements to map out the Earth's lithosphere and outer section of the planet's internal geology. These gravity images are revolutionizing our ability to study the least understood continent on Earth, Antarctica, said the, the study co-author Fausto Ferracioli science leader of geology and geophysics at the British Antarctic Survey. The continental remains beneath Antarctic's, Antarctica's surface have been historically difficult to study due to the massive sheets of ice that lie over it. But thanks to these satellite images, researchers have gotten a better idea as to where Antarctica was positioned billions of years ago. The new research was published in Scientific Reports and detailed the geological history of Antarctica over the past 200 million years. Moving forward on to iHeartIntelligence.com, it's official, the bumblebee is declared endangered. The bumblebee has officially entered the list of endangered species. It's now official that bumblebees along with the grizzly bear, the northern spotted owl, Lang's metal marked butterfly, and about 700 other species are on the list of animals that are very likely to become extinct. This bee was once abundant in the prairies of the East and Midwest, but today it lives in small, scattered populations in 13 states. Its population keeps decreasing at an alarming rate, and it's now under the protection of the continental United States.
Bumblebees are large, fuzzy insects with short, stubby wings. They are larger than honeybees, but they don't produce as much honey. However, they are vital pollinators. Without them, food wouldn't grow. Its scientific name is Bumbus affinis. The insect was named for the red patch of its second abdominal segment. Bumblebees are generally cold-tolerant insects, but the rusty-patched bumblebee is unique. It flies in cold and warm weather that many kinds of bees cannot deal with. This cold tolerance means that the rusty-patched bumblebees are active for most of the year. That's why they need access to a variety of flowers over an extended period. Among the various reasons for this problem are disease, climate change, and habitat loss. But it's the most popular way of food production in this country. Monoculture farming and the application of pesticides and herbicides on crops genetically man manipulated to resist them that has wiped out or severely decreased populations of bumblebee pollinators. Consequently, the population of species started decreasing significantly. The classification of this bee as endangered species will help to preserve the tall grasses as well as protect the grasslands, which are the bees and other pollinators' natural habitat. So the main goal is to act as, as, as fast as possible to stop the extension of the rusty patch bumblebee. And so that's what's happening. The bumblebee is on the endangered list. Blessings, and let's pray for the bumblebees and all the ones that are just becoming extinct. And Yeshua's name, the poor animals. Moving forward on shopblack.us. This Ethiopian coffee brand is opening 100 cafes in China. Bethlehem Talahun Alamu has a dream that everyone should one day taste hand-roasted Ethiopian coffee. Widely acknowledged as the birthplace of coffee, Ethiopia is one of the world's largest coffee bean producers and Africa's top grower of the plant. Coffee is also brewed and drank in the Horn of Africa nation in elaborate ceremonies, often using crafting techniques passed down from generations over centuries. As an entrepreneur, Elamu always wanted to replicate this dynamic experience, what she calls the magical process to coffee lovers worldwide. And so was born in 2016 the idea for Garden of Coffee an Ethiopian coffee brand that uses artisanal methods to source, process, roast, and package Ethiopia's legendary beans. 20 workers at the company's atelier in Adidas Abba currently oversee this activity, roasting five types of coffee beans only for individual orders and shipping them to over 20 countries, including Russia, Sweden, Germany, and the United States. This personalized roasting, Alamu says, helps preserve the quality of coffee for the final customer, reduces the ecological footprint associated with factory roasting, and creates a business model that values local manufacturing. This is especially vital as Ethiopia takes crucial steps in improving governance and accelerating poverty reduction and economic growth through job creation. The 2015 Quartz Africa Innovator also employs similar ethical practices with her shoe brand, Soul Rebels, which are made by locally trained artisans in Ethiopia 
and shipped all over the world. Aluma is now venturing out of Ethiopia in August. Garden of Coffee launched in China, a tea-loving market that is increasingly turning toward coffee. Starbucks, Coca-Cola, e-commerce giant Alibaba, hedge fund manager Bill Ackman, and local Chinese startup Luckin Coffee have in recent years all bet big on China's nascent coffee sense. Java House, East Africa's largest chain of coffee shops, also said in August it would capitalize on this increased demand for specialty coffee to supply to the Chinese market. Through a deal with Suzu Ryutu trading company, GOC says it will ship 12 tons, 12 tons of hand-roasted coffee to China in the first year. The company has also launched advertisement and marketing on the multi-purpose messaging and social media app WeChat. Will soon take place its product on the shopping site Taobao, but its big plan is to open over 100 cafe roasters across China by 2022. Through a subscription service, customers will also be able to receive their favorite coffee of choice in one, two, or four-week intervals. By embracing traditional Ethiopian roasting methods and taking them globally, Alumi says she hopes to shape the fourth wave that is dividing coffee's evolution. The first wave involved the mass drinking of the brew. The second grew with the rise of coffee culture through brands like Starbucks, but the third focused on the artisanal coffee making. The fourth wave now focuses less on commercialization, more on long-term sustainability. Besides promoting and preserving local ways of farming, placing Ethiopian coffee at the heart of this movement is only pragmatic, argues Elame. But it's also a judicious growth strategy. Because of demand, Garden of Coffee is set to increase its hand-roasting artisans to 300 by 2021. We are doing this not only because hand-roasting coffee is an ancient art that we strongly feel is worth preserving and promoting, but because we believe this method of coffee roasting is key to unlocking Ethiopia's coffee's true magical taste, Illumi tells Quartz, and that's the critical distinction. Blessings and grace for the strategic expansion and placing the coffee of Ethiopia across the world. And moving forward onto Blavity.com, a new social investing initiative is fighting to take money out of private prisons. This could be a game changer. As mass incarceration continues to wreak havoc the black community, a new initiative, Real Money Moves, aims to remove money from private prisons that profit from family detention. Tennessee Titans player Derek Morgan and Grammy Award-winning musician Esperanza Spaulding, along with actresses Amy Schumer and Alyssa Milano, are just a few names attached to this project. A long list of A-list celebrities have announced their support for the venture spearheaded by the Candy Group. Thus far, $10 million have been raised from the generous investments of celebrities and activists. Most Americans don't realize that the big banks that give all of their money to household names like Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and Chase actually invest their money in things like private prisons that profit from family detention. They profit 
from detention in general. It's time for people who have wealth and influence to put their money where their mouth is and commit to social investing. Morgan Simon, a founding partner of the social investing firm Candide Group, wants the average person to know how their money's being used to keep a system of injustice going uninterrupted. The most impactful thing you can do when it comes to your money is pick up the phone and ask your financial advisor where your money spends the night, said Morgan Simon. We want people to truly own what they own. We're excited to be working with celebrities, athletes, and activists who are ready to walk the walk and make a real difference. Simon believes banking with community banks and credit unions and investing with firms that direct capital towards social justice, Americans of all socioeconomic backgrounds can make moves with their money that they will feel good about. Investing is about building a legacy, said Tennessee Titans star Derek Morgan. That means not just building wealth, but being conscious about what that wealth does in the world. I'm proud to be part of this group, Real Money Moves, supporters that have come together and committed over $10 million to social investing. You can support Real Money Moves by heading to their site and making a pledge or looking for other social justice investing, social investing that you can do with your money so that your money makes a difference. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace.
I'm back with tech knowledge, starting off on abc.net.au. Chinese telecom giant ZTE assisted Venezuela in the development of a new smart card as part of a program similar to China's controversial social credit system. According to Reuters' report, Venezuela's new smart card, known as the Fatherland Card, collects a range of information about cardholders and stores it in a state database, which the government claims will help them provide better services to citizens. The database, according to employees of the card system and screenshots of user data reviewed by Reuters, stores a range of details, including medical history, presence on social media, membership of a political party, and whether a person voted. But many in Venezuela are concerned the card is an attempt to tighten social control through monitoring all aspects of daily life, similar to that of China's social credit system, which grades citizens based on behavior, including financial solvency and political activity. There were also concerns that Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro could use the information to stifle political opponents. Reuters reported ZTE had been heavily involved in the development of the new card system as a part of a $96 million government effort to bolster national security. Venezuela last year hired ZTE to build the Fatherland database and create a mobile payment system for use with the card, according to contracts reviewed by Reuters. A number of ZTE specialists were also stationed within the state telecommunications company, Caracas, to help with the running of the system. Su Quingfang, the head of ZTE Venezuela's unit, confirmed that CTE was developing the mobile payment application and sold Caracas service for the database, adding ZTE was simply developing their market. Since announcing the card last year, Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro has offered cash prizes and cheaper fuel, groceries, and medical services in a bid to get people to sign up. As many as 18 million people, over half the population, already have, according to government figures. Reuters report said in 2008, former Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez sent a delegation to Shenzhen, a hub for Chinese technology technology innovation to visit ZTE and observe the inner workings of China's National Identity Card Program. Anthony Zaquin, who was a member of the delegation, said the original intention from Chavez was the information to help the government provide identification credentials for millions of Venezuelans who lacked basic documentation. But he said that the delegation was amazed by what they saw and quickly realized the wider implications of the Chinese technology. What we saw in China changed everything. They were looking to have citizen control, Mr. Daquin said, adding he was fearful of the implications for privacy of Venezuelans. He said the delegation learned how Beijing was using smart cards as part of a system that would allow Beijing to monitor everything from a citizen's personal finances to medical history and voting activity. And China's current social credit system, good behavior can earn citizens discounts on utilities or loans, while bad marks can get them banned from public transport or their kids blocked from top private schools. Russia is also developing a similar system, with officials claiming that 80% of Russians will have a digital profile by 2025, with every achievement in a person's life set to be recorded in a database. Mr. Daquin said that when he raised his concerns 
with Venezuelan officials about the technology, he was detained, beaten, and accused of treasonous behavior, forcing him to flee the country. And moving on to Recode.net, so many people are downloading their Facebook data that it's causing delays. Starting in 2010, Facebook started giving users the option to download their Facebook data, the collection of posts, photos, friends, and even previous locations that Facebook has collected from you over the years, until this spring when Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal became public, a lot of people didn't even know that this data download was an option. There's probably a good reason for that. Downloading your user Facebook data is the kind of thing you might do right before deleting your Facebook account altogether. Facebook even prompts users to do this on the permanently delete account screen. So it's interesting then that there are a lot of people trying to download their data from Facebook this month. So many, in fact, that it's causing delays on Facebook's end as the company tries to fulfill those data requests. The timing is interesting, though. It's been one week since the New York Times published a bombshell report about how Facebook's top executives handled the fallout of the 2016 presidential election, during which Russian trolls used the service to try and sow discord among voters. The New York Times story led to a lot of other negative press for the company in the weeks since, and more calls for people to delete Facebook. It's also nearing the end of the year, the time when some users might be preparing to give up social media for the new year. In either case, Facebook users want their data and they want it now. They'll just have to be a little bit more patient. So if you wanted to download all of your uploads and all of your data that Facebook has on you, you can do so on newatlas.com, Lexus' new AI-written TV ad, and the rise of emotionally manipulative algorithms. Using a script written by IBM's Watson supercomputer, trained with a long list of award-winning luxury brand commercials and human emotional response data, Lexus has shot a TV ad digitally designed to make you feel things. Does it work? Well, kind of. The supercomputer was given 15 years worth of television ads that won Cannes Lions International Awards for creativity. To keep things from getting too formulaic, in addition to car ads, the team threw in advertisements from across the luxury spectrum. Visual deep learning algorithms collected information on objects, locations, actions, and emotionality, building a catalog of types of shots to work with. They also fed it with emotional response information based on data from MindX, the Applied Science Division of Australia's University of New South Wales. A custom-designed experiment put a group of people through a dreary task of watching a number of car adverts and tracked what they felt at each moment, giving extra weight to the responses of individuals identified as intuitive, meaning that they were more reactive to emotional cues when it comes to decision-making. These individuals were tracked across a range of stimuli to see which types of imagery, situations, sounds, and even voices they respond to best. Finally, advertising folks also slopped the company's brand guidelines into the pot 
an ingredient far too toxic for the average human brain, and let Watson give it a stir before spitting out its own version of a luxury car ad script. That script, plus general recommendations like limit the amount of speech, was given to the director, Kevin McDonald, whose one day in September took out the Best Documentary Oscar in 2000, presumably along with the pile of money, commiserate with his Oscar-winning status. The resulting ad spot, which one can see, has surprisingly coherent miniature storyline. So artificial intelligence is now being used to take the place of writers. Overstand, they're writing the commercials now, and they're using data driven by emotions to manipulate ones into feeling something for the product. On TheIntercept.com, Google's smart city of surveillance faces new resistance in Toronto. The world's most ambitious smart city, known as Quayside in Toronto, has faced fierce public criticism since last fall, when the plans to build a neighborhood from the internet up were first revealed. Quayside represents a joint effort by the Canadian government agency, Waterfront Toronto, and Sidewalk Labs, which is owned by Google's parent company, Alphabet Inc., to develop 12 acres of valuable waterfront just southeast of downtown Toronto. In keeping with the utopian rhetoric that fuels the development of so much digital infrastructure, Sidewalk Labs has pitched Quayside as a solution from everything from traffic congestion and rising housing prices to environmental pollution. The proposal for Quayside includes a centralized identity management system through which each resident accesses public services, such as library cards and healthcare. An applicant for a position in Sidewalk Labs in Toronto was shocked when he was asked in an interview to imagine how, in a smart city, voting might be different in the future. Other comparatively quaint plans include driverless cars, mixed-use spaces that change according to market's demands, heated streets, and sensor-labeled waste separation. The eventual aim of Sidewalk Lab's estimated billion-dollar investment is to bring these innovations to scale, first to more than 800 acres on the city's eastern waterfront, and then to the world at large. The genesis of the thinking for Sidewalk Labs came from Google's founders getting excited thinking of all the things you could do if someone would just give us a city and put us in charge, explained Eric Schmidt, Google's former executive chair, when Quayside was first announced. From the start, activists, technology researchers, and some government officials have been skeptical about the idea of putting Google or one of its sister companies in charge of a city. Their suspicions about turning part of Toronto into a corporate test bed were triggered, at first by the company's history of unethical corporate practices and serendipitous data collection, they have since been borne out by Quayside's secret and undemocratic development process, which has been plagued by a lack of public input, which one critic has called a colonizing experiment in surveillance capitalism attempting to bulldoze important urban, civic, and political issues. In recent months, a series of prominent resignations from advisory board members, along with organized resistance from concerned residents, have added a growing public backlash against the project. 
a few weeks ago, Anne Kavokian, one of Canada's leading privacy experts and Toronto's former privacy commissioner, became the latest stakeholder to resign from the project. Kavokian was brought on by Sidewalk Toronto as the collaboration between Waterfront Toronto and Google's sibling Sidewalk Labs is known as a consultant to help institute a provocative privacy-by-design framework. She was initially told that all data collection from residents would be deleted and rendered unidentifiable. Kavokian learned last month, however, that third parties would be able to access identifiable information gathered at Quayside. I imagine us creating a smart city of privacy as opposed to a smart city of surveillance, Kavokian wrote in her resignation letter. Her concerns echoed those of residents who have long pointed to the privacy implications of handing over streets to the world's most profitable data hover. In response to the questions from Intercept about Kavokian's resignation, a spokesperson for Sidewalk Labs said, Sidewalks Labs has committed to implement as a company the principles of privacy by design. Though that question is settled, the question of whether other companies involved in the Quayside project would be required to do so is unlikely to be worked out soon and may be out of Sidewalk Labs' hands. Toronto Open Smart Cities Forum is taking the lead in the local fight against the commodification of the city's data. The group's struggle is one that urban residents around the world have been watching closely. Even those who never set foot in Canada may soon be subject to the products, norms, and techniques produced by Sidewalk Toronto, simply by virtue of using Google's earth-spanning services. This isn't just about data being sold, Wiley said. It's also about how data is being used with other kinds of data and other products. You can move a lot of information around with an alphabet without having to sell it, and we need to talk about that. The outcome of Toronto's ability to rein in Google's affiliate, in other words, has ramifications not just for Canadians, but also for the future of who controls our civic life. Sidewalk Toronto's ongoing controversies may serve as the latest warning sign for cities who are considering signing over public spaces to major tech companies. Kavokian's decisions to quit represents only the most recent resignation in a series of departures that Wiley has referred to as an ongoing, as an ongoing bulldozing of stakeholders. In anticipation of the negative press, Sidewalk Labs has allocated $11 million of its initial $50 million budget to, to communications, engagement, and public relations. This includes a strategy of building influencers to ensure support for the Master Innovation and Development Plan among key constituents in Toronto. Last week, iPolitics reported that Sidewalk Labs has begun lobbying at least 19 federal departments, including the Prime Minister's Office, Environment and Climate Change Canada, the Public Health Agency of Canada, and the Treasury Board, among others. The meetings all took place days after the resignation of Kavokian. According to experts who've been following the project closely, the details of how this trust might be implemented are vague and at times contradictory. On one hand, the proposal states that Sidewalk Labs would get no preferential access to any data that is collected. On the other, as Sean McDonald points out, the proposal trust would grant license to collect and use data and the more sensitive data, the more proprietary it would be. 
there's also the question of just how anonymous certain data would be and whether such anonymity would serve to be reversible when it came to sharing information with law enforcement. Some residents are opposed to Sidewalk Labs having any involvement with this data proposal. It is as, it is as if Uber were to propose regulations on ride sharing or Airbnb were to tell city council how to govern short-term rentals. By definition, there's a conflict of interest, writes Nabil Ahmed, a smart city expert and member of the Toronto Open Smart City Forum. Part of the mission of the new Toronto Open Smart Cities Forum is to shift the public conversation away from debating the latest minutiae of the company's proposed terms and toward a broader consideration of whether the project should move forward under any terms at all. On NBCNews.com, feds have paid undercover informants in migrant caravan. The 4,000 migrants have used WhatsApp text message groups to communicate along their journey, and the Department of Homeland Security personnel have joined these groups to gather information. The Department of Homeland Security is gathering intelligence from paid, undercover informants inside the migrant caravan that's now reaching the California-Mexico border, as well as monitoring the text messages of migrants, according to two DHS officials. The 4,000 migrants, mainly from Honduras, have used WhatsApp text message groups as a way to organize and communicate along their journey to the California border, and the DHS personnel have joined these groups to gather that information. The intelligence gathering techniques are combined with reports from DHS personnel working in Mexico with the government there in an effort to keep tabs on the caravan's size, movements, and any potential security threats. On Monday, DHS officials told reporters that their intelligence on Sunday night had indicated that a group of migrants wanted to run through the car lanes of a border crossing near San Diego. Customs and Border Protection shut down all northbound lanes of the crossing from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. as a result. However, the ambush was never attempted. Paying, of, paying informants, placing officers in the region, or monitoring the communications of non-U.S. citizens is not illegal, said John Cohen, former acting undersecretary of intelligence for DHS. But it does raise some concerns about the allocation of resources. Those resources have to come from someplace. They're not being devoted to thwarting terrorist threats, mass shootings, mailed fentanyl coming into the country, or cyber attacks, said Cohen. Cohen said the caravan presents a, a logistical and humanitarian issue, but because the vast majority of its members want to present themselves legally to claim asylum, it's not wise to devote a significant amount of intelligence and resources to it. I find it hard to believe that the highest risk facing this nation comes from this caravan, Cohen said. It's not known how much money DHS is spending on the intelligence gathering inside the caravan. In a statement, DHS spokeswoman Kathy Waldman said, while not commenting on sources or methods, it would be malpractice for the United States to be ignorant about the migrants, including many criminals attempting to enter our country. We have an obligation to ensure we know who is crossing our borders to protect against threats to the homeland, and any indication to the contrary is misinformed. So the WhatsApp text message app is being used by paid informants. 
We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
I'm a matter made of exponential form I'm dual in my spirit, so one and one on four I'm square rooted to the core These cats be light like angel cake, I'm 3.14 With algebraic tactics, you couldn't solve me with the smart board and practice I move with guerrilla warfare Lip gloss, nappy hair, and dirty Guerrera jackets I am living math Backed by proportions complementary to the gods I am absolute value and square rooted to the heart This is no facade I study hard with ancestors who roll in heavy rotation They speak in tongues which proceed the flood And build arts in scientific notation I am living math And they ask me for a new poem as if anything has changed Like synonyms for the same sad song sung The dead receive an encore They ask me for something more Something maybe sexy, something saying nothing rhyming Something neo-coon and auto-tune A prophecy wrapped in pork casings Lacings and trimming neatly inserted into braille As if the truth is in need of a veil Like Sean Bell wasn't Rodney King And like Rodney King wasn't Emmett Till And like the sun didn't set the same time last time When we were merely atoms and Adam didn't exist But they want something souped up Heat and eat Campbell Street punchlined and cooped up Marching band and trooped up No regard to how very hard it was to get this message puked up But I am living math I'm a brown skinned flower Deep rooted in attributes that leave skid marks on light years Rebirth from the afterbirth of twelve tribes and seven sins My lifetime is a cliff note A notebook holds my center I break dance for break fast and sponge bath in God's placenta Like easy breezy color girl contrary to Brandy's lump sum Most real men want some, most men don't get none I still be that ghetto girl negro with the ill pop lock High top to Caprini green, Nazarene by bloodline Magladine by waistline Sip Manischewitz wine as I grind grapes with my feet to the baseline Find me on my downtime, giving birth to Cicero's With seven sisters of cornrows now Sell that to death poetry And after this CD, I ain't got no more CDs I'm giving my last one away for free to a bastard child She can finally serve her dreams And I ain't got no business cards, it's hard to book a book Besides these venues be off the hook Paying profits and pennies, supposed paper pushing the prophecy But I will break you up properly Spit hollow tips righteously to rip right through your monopoly Probably, now I need a hook for this shit Caesar cut baller swagger, balls enough to carry scrotums if I wanted to Acts to straighten out the attitude by those whose backbones needed perms Bothered by the lack of kink in my posture Flat iron stance with tight naps, dancing on fallible floors Stuffing up my scalp with residual ancestry, this is me Cuh, not your average cup of tea Been told to let the hair grow so I can show folks what it's like to look like a real woman Two X chromosomes wasn't enough proof These fools requested what they called the idle truth They needed big butts and D cups and makeup to make up the taste of that familiar cup of tea The type with a steam that rises from it is called femininity That's not me I'm the one whose aroma smells invigorating Infiltrates your lungs and makes you cough up misconceptions Makes you spit out foolishness for phlegm Spit your fuckery poetry I wonder if some of these poets catch asthma from smelling too much of themselves Nose wide into the point of storied African ancestry And I don't need a hook for this shit
Blessings and grace, and I'm back with Herbnology. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the benefits of pear juice. Pear juice is made by juicing the fruit and removing as much of the juice as possible without mixing in the fibrous material. While this does make for a less filling treat, while still delivering a huge concentration of nutrients and antioxidants, you're losing out on the dietary fiber you would get by eating the full pear fruit. That being said, pear juice can provide two to three pears worth of vitamins and minerals in a single serving. So sacrificing the fiber may not be a terrible idea. Pear juice is packed with vitamins, minerals, and powerful components including vitamin C, potassium, copper, vitamin K, various B vitamins, flavonoids, phosphorus, magnesium, calcium, iron, as well as various other polyphenolithic compounds and antioxidants. The major benefits of pear juice include improving nutrient uptake, strengthening the immune system, lowering blood pressure, boosting circulation, preventing cancer, increasing bone mineral density, supporting nervous system health, aiding cognition, and eliminating inflammation, among others. Significant potassium levels mean that this fruit juice can protect your heart health by lowering blood pressure. Hypertension affects tens of millions of people around the world, but the vasodilating quality of potassium relieves strain on blood vessels and arteries, which lowers your risk of cardiovascular problems. A lack of iron in the body can cause weakness, cognitive slowness, fatigue, and stomach upset. These symptoms of anemia can be avoided with pear juice, considering it has a measurable level of iron that can help boost red blood cell production in the body. Pear juice contains a number of different minerals, including calcium, phosphorus, magnesium, and iron, all of which play a role in boosting bone mineral density in the body. Regular consumption of this mineral-rich juice can help you prevent the onset of osteoporosis and keep you strong as you age. Copper is a mineral that is often overlooked by nutritionists, but is closely connected to the nervous system function, which means that a steady stream of copper will help with the communication network in your body more efficiently. And it regulates your nervous system in doing so. It reduces inflammation in moderate amounts Pear juice can help reduce inflammation in tissues, joints, and muscles. This juice is a popular drink for before as well as post-workout as it helps to relax the muscles and promote repair. It prevents Alzheimer's disease. The rich supply of antioxidants found in pear juice makes it incredibly valuable for cognition and brain health. The effects of free radicals on the brain can lead to neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and dementia, but the antioxidants in this juice can help clear out the plaque and strengthen your focus and memory. It boosts immunity. Vitamin C is enough to stimulate the immune system, but with no less than a dozen different antioxidant compounds, pear juice goes far beyond that. This juice is able to support the immune system by reducing stress and inflammation throughout the body, and helping to prevent chronic disease. It prevents cancer. 
Prayer juice is one of the richest sources of antioxidants when it comes to fruit juice, but many people have no idea about the potential it has. Rich in flavonoids and vitamin C, quercetin, carotin, and various other active ingredients, the components of pear juice can quickly seek out and neutralize free radicals before they can cause mutation, helping you to lower your risk of cancer. This fruit juice is known to cleanse the colon and reduce inflammation, while also improving the bacterial balance in the gut and eliminating symptoms of constipation, high acidity, bloating, or diarrhea. This will help your overall nutrient uptake efficiency over time. It eliminates bleeding disorders. Vitamin K is another nutrient that is commonly ignored, but it's an important clotting agent in the body. If you're deficient in vitamin K, which is found in pear juice, your body, your body will struggle to heal its wounds, and you'll be more at risk for bloody noses, hemorrhoids, heavy menstruation, or bleeding gums, among others. So pear juice, it eliminates bleeding disorders, promotes nutrient uptake, prevents cancer, boosts immunity, prevents Alzheimer's disease, reduces inflammation, regulates the nervous system, helps prevent osteoporosis, increases circulation, improves heart health. Pear juice. Take another look at the nature of the Most High and how its benefits can heal you. In Yeshua's name, we're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Watch on me, I push on Riding rough waves through times of tribulation It isn't easy, you must believe me When I tell you many times I beg Father God, relieve me Sometimes life is a prison I wanna live freely I am blessed Oh yeah, the best I am blessed Throughout the trial, tribulation, temptation
Recognize the pain that you may have inside Overstand, I don't judge, I reflect, so there's no need to hide Please don't you wait We are on our miscourse If you know better, then do better Or things will get worse It's up to we, it's not for them Get to the root, find your stem How? By tapping the power within It must come fall down, oh, oh, oh It must go fall down, oh, oh Tapping into Ori, connecting within 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 They say the deeper you proceed into darkness, you recognize the difference between the brave and the heartless. Perception trains some visual stimulation to oral vibration, and you decipher reality from the falseness. I'm at dark, 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 dark. They say the deeper you proceed into darkness, you recognize the difference between the brave and the heartless. Perception trains some visual stimulation to oral vibration, and you decipher reality from the falseness. I met a group who told me life was in the breath, said the power's in the black behind your eyes, and they can keep the rest. Stress not, cause elevation is the way we get down. We bring it from the bottom of the root to the ground. Full surround sound out your speaker. We build them from the ground like them Zulu parliament teachers. I reach alive and direct from the top of Mount Zion. Spit it and get you fully charged up like an ion. I'm power moving like a rock, rock steady. Kid crushing them like fun, cause my lyrics are super heavy. Ready or not, I'm coming, watch me drop, drop, squad on them. We set the circuit breakers and I get, get gone on them. Dark. Dark is the absence of light. Angles. Always on my square, cause I'm right. Original. Bloodline black like the night. Sarah. Third eye vision, true sight. Dark. Dark is the absence of light. Angles. Always on my square, cause I'm right. Original. Bloodline black like the night. Sarah. Third eye vision, true sight. My body made from deep space particles. That's probably why they call me Sarah, the astronomical. Abstaining from negative energy like Ramadan. I am the one the lyrical head bus of Veganomicon. We go deep past the epidermal to the white meat. They can't reach where I'm headed, so don't even try me. I read ancient texts from Western Maxim. My mental pectorals be so don't make me flex them. My pyramid is at the center of my brain matter. These boys like to call me skinny, but honey, my frontal low fatter. Absorbing light from every angle. My halo got you lighting candles to the hollow black angel. I take flight on eagle wings. You can catch me at position these 90 degrees, please. If you don't believe me, then just ask the one called John the Baptist. Cause I'm the one who told him use the water to cleanse the masses. Dark. Dark is the absence of light. Angles. Always on my square cause I'm right. Original. Bloodline black like the night. Sarah. Third eye vision. True sight. How you feeling? It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that had been dug for you. The part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape. Your metaphysical mind. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with the metaphysics of the moment. I'm going to start off with divine harmony. Perfect accord with goodness. 
the beauty and the righteousness of the omnipresent spirit. Everything is governed by fixed law, and harmony is its expression. This is illustrated by the living body, which is a sensitive instrument, responsive to the touch of the master I am. Divine harmony, how it's lost when the will is centered in the external and loses sight of the ideal. It breaks the connection between spirit and manifestation, and thus man loses the harmony that he is under divine law. And how to restore divine harmony. Through a knowledge of the truth of being, man is restored to divine harmony. He must know the truth about himself and conform to it in all his thinking and not be misled by appearances. And the Hebrew word zobeba. Zobeba means the slow moving, the gentle moving, the gentle flowing along, softly moving, the slow coming, the affable, litter, sedan, caravan. The son of Hakaz, of the tribe of Judah, mentioned in First Chronicles 4.8. Metaphysically, Zobeba means the poise, the harmony, the quiet, gentle, peaceful assurance and rhythm of the inner spiritual consciousness and life. The quiet, gentle, peaceful assurance and the rhythm of the inner or spiritual consciousness and life. The slow moving, gentle moving, gentle flowing along, softly moving, the affable man of Judah. And the Hebrew word, Gadalti. Gadalti means, I magnify God. I have magnified. I have made great. I have caused to grow, trained, made to grow. Son of Hermon, he and his father and his brothers served as musicians in the house of God during the reign of David. First Chronicles 25, 4-6. Godalti, metaphysically, means love. Love magnifying God. Love magnifying spiritual truth thus producing rhythm and harmony in the body temple and bringing the organism in tune with the infinite. This leads to true greatness and strength. And the Hebrew word mahazioth. Mahazioth means visions, oracles, prophecies, revelations, divine communications, son of Heman, and a musician in the temple in David's reign. Mention 1 Chronicles 25, 4, and 30. Metaphysically, Mahaziath means clear seeing, keenness of perception, of comprehension, spiritual inspiration, expressing his harmony, order, rhythm, music, and individual consciousness. And jubal, the Hebrew word jubal means principle of sound, source of joy, source of moral affections, source of happiness, 
cry of joy, jubilation, a constant stream, moral prosperity, harmony, melody, music. Son of Lamech, by his wife Adah, Jubal was the father of all such as handled the harp and pipe. In other words, he represents a principle of harmony, which might find expression in musical instruments. Some suppose him to have been the inventor of the harp and the mouth organ. In Genesis 4.21, metaphysically, Jubal is the natural rhythm, harmony, and joy of life, a constant stream, music, source of joy that are expressed when the soul radiates grace, beauty of thought and character, and comeliness, and the body is healthy and strong. The principle of sound, the source of moral affection, the source of happiness, divine communications, to grow, to magnify, and a gentle moving, gentle flowing along, the rhythm. Find the rhythm, find your rhythm, own your beat, and dance to it. We only get one life. We have to make the music beautiful. Poise. Metaphysically, poise is a state of balance of all man's faculties and the forces of his being. It is attained through recognition of the Most High as supreme, all-powerful good, and of man's true relation to him. The result of poise is perfect expression of all the faculties and powers. Loss of poise is caused by lack of confidence in the all-sustaining power of the divine mind. This lack of confidence disturbs poise because personality strives to build upon its own insufficiency and the result is failure and weakness. This affects the whole system, and every faculty is involved. The relation of poise to mastery and dominion is this. The consciousness of dominion through divine principle gives a state of poise, and a poised state of mind adds to the realization of dominion and mastery. The realization of mastery is attained by unifying the consciousness with divine mind as its one source, by prayer and meditation, thus attaining the Christ consciousness. And magnify, magnify the Most High. The mind possesses magnifying power, which it exercises habitually, either consciously or unconsciously. This power makes the mind the fertile side of man's nature, out of which springs the issues of life. We magnify the Lord by anticipation, by expecting, by declaring that only the good is true, by steadfastly declaring that every blessing is ours now. And body, 
Metaphysically, the word body is used in the English Bible to translate many Hebrew words, from carcass to soul. The body is the material manifestation of the life principle. It can seem to be merely a carcass, or it can be incorruptible habitation of the spirit, depending on the spiritual enfoldment of the individual whose body it is. Man is a threefold being, spirit, soul, and body. Body is the projection of the soul on the material plane, and it expresses the ideas and state of consciousness of the soul embodied in it. Body is just as essential a part of man as soul or spirit. Creation is not complete until it becomes manifest in the outer. And man must have a body through which to express his ideas and order. The divine idea of order is the idea of adjustment. And this is established in man's thought. His mind and affairs will be at one with universal harmony. And principle, the fundamental truth principle, divine principle is the fundamental truth. In a universal sense, or as pertaining to the most high, the divine, it is the underlying plan by which spirit, the most high, moves in expressing itself, the oversoul of this planet, which works its way into expression through Yeshua. The most high eminent in the universe is the great underlying cause of all manifestation, the source from which form proceeds. Although principle is formless, it is that by which all form is produced. Principle is the I am of every man. As the principle of music moves through tones, so does the principle of mind move through ideas. A word is a spoken thought or idea. Therefore, the most high as creative mind moves through the expressed thought of divine mind, referred to in scripture as the word of God. And source, the source of all good. The most high is the source of all good. All good things flow to us from him through love and grace. All that is mine is thine. Luke 15, 31. And the rhythm is universal. And universal is all-encompassing. There is one life force, the creative universal life force, the Most High. This life is eternal and infinite from everlasting to everlasting. Omnipresent cosmic substance and reality from which all supply flows to man by means of his spoken word. And the universal spirit is omnipresent, omnipotent. The omnipresent mind stuff that can be molded to man's use through his thinking, mind substance. And the universal urge to get in tune with the rhythm the urge toward perfection. In man, this urge is the spiritual seed of the Christ, which ever seeks to unfold its divine nature. Divine law cannot be broken. It holds man responsible for the result of his labors. It is revealed to the mind of man through his consciously thinking 
on spiritual ideals. And the law of infinite expansion is the principle of never ceasing growth and development toward the fulfillment of the Most High's perfect idea that is firmly fixed in all creation. The law written in our inward parts, a law either in or around the cells that controls their formation and duplicates the pattern laid down ages ago in Mother Eve and Father Adam. I will put my law in their inward parts. In their heart will I write it, and I will be their God, for they shall be my people. Jeremiah 3133. Your heartbeat. The rhythm of your heartbeat. The law of rhythm. I will put my law in their inward parts, and in their heart will I write it. We have to listen inwardly so that we can be outward bound and able to ascend in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace, I'd like to thank you for joining me for another offering of Women's Wednesday. I'd like to show love to the frequency that accompanies me, the music. Esperanza of the Nomads, now. Nosizway, Push, Fritzwa, Like My Art, Aretha Franklin, Feels Good, Kelly G. Shelter Mix, Sun Rock, Godspell, Sarak, Dark Matters, Maisie Blue, Sankofa, Queen Omega, I Am Blessed, Miss Baby Soul, Common Ground, Nairobi Selah, Hookless, Original, Bob Marley, Chances Are, Red Astaire Redub, Marla Brown, Champion, Kaya Victoria, I Ain't Going Nowhere, Jamila Woods, Black Girl Soldier, Queen Africa, Peace, Josh Milan, Children of the World, Masters at Work Remix, Fenya, The Sound of the Rhythm, Jackie Queens, Glow, Fernando, Walk With Me, Nosizwe, Acapella, Judy Mawat, Sisters Chance, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajka, Earthology, Sarak, True Mastery, and John Nine, Intentions. Remember that you are water. Cry, cleanse, flow. Remember that you are fire. Burn, tame, ignite. Remember that you are air. Be still, focus, decide. Remember that you are earth. Ground, build, give. Blessings, grace, love, and strength. You type like a weirdo. Like E.T. They say they heard a lot about me. My name is loud and bouncing, echo round the hallways. Won't find no scarecrow nowhere around me. They needs get weak, man. They can't stand what I got to say. No, 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 no. I'll speak the truth if you'll allow me. Because the truth, it sets you free. That's what we all say. And when the music is surrounding, that groove is tried and true. Made special for you. See, they can't fight my art. I know they like my art. It's what's inside my heart. Yeah. That groove is tried and true. Made special for you. With love always. That groove is tried and true. Made special for you. I wish I had words. I wish I had words. No words. No words. No words. No words. No words. Just turn the beat on real quick. I'm gonna warm up.
Oh,
promise I will.